It's 90.3 KEXP. I'm John Richards here at KEXP in our live room with Brandon Summers from the Helio Sequence. Brandon is here to reveal for the first time the story behind uh, their fourth full-length release, Keep Your Eyes Ahead, which has been re-released in deluxe fashion earlier this month via Sub Pop Records. But before we hear that story, we would like to hear a song. Brandon, you ready? Yeah. It's all yours. Lately, I don't think of you at all I wonder what you're up to Or how you're getting on I never think of calling you Or how things could have been I wonder where you sleep at night Or whose arms you waken I'm living alone, living alone I don't need you anymore Living alone, living alone I don't need you anymore Lately Lately from Brennan from the Helio Sequence. Wow. I love that. I love that. I've never heard a version of that song like that. Oh, thanks. It's just beautiful. Thank you. Um, Brennan, thanks for coming up today. Oh, thank you. Came so up from much Portland for last me. night in the rain and 
Yeah, yeah. I had a nice, nice rainy drive and stayed with a friend and got him nice and early. So it's okay. good to be here. Good well, to see the new space for the first time. Oh, you haven't been in the new space. That's first great. time. Well, welcome. What a great day for you to be here. Thanks. And for a record that, uh, man, it still gets so much love on this show and, and on this station, uh, I, I heard from you uh, not too long ago, you wanted to tell the story uh, about this record for the first time. And I think we all plug in our own stories into people's music. That, like your album, I've told you, is was a post-divorce album for me. And that song in particular was convincing me to get over and and live on my own. And and people take records uh, and make them their own. But, but you've never talked about what made this record for you. Can you talk about that now? Yeah, you know, like you're saying, so many people have come up um, over the years, you know, at shows. Benjamin and I always, we always go out to the, the merch table and, and have a drink and like talk with everybody after shows. And they've always asked um, directly, you know, who is this this record about? I know it's about someone. You know, everybody knows the story um, of of me losing my voice and and gaining it back. And there's the the, the story of you know of trying to to find yourself again through the record. But they know, like, well, this record is about somebody in mm-hmm. particular. And uh, all the way until now, I've I've been so um, shy, to, you know, to, to share it, you know, partly out of this idea of like, I don't want to influence what people think about this record. I, you know, I want it to, to be about them, but also because it put me in a very vulnerable position and, uh, keep your eyes ahead is about, and, and most of the songs were written for my mother and, uh, a really difficult situation, uh, that happened when she disappeared from my life and I didn't know where she was for, um, a good amount of years, at least five, six, seven years. How old were you when that happened? I was, uh, I was 21 years old and I had just, just gotten married. You know, my, my wife and I were living on our own for the, for the first time in a a little studio apartment. And, uh, it was in September, early of 2001 when, uh, my mother and our family got a a phone call and, uh, it was the worst news possible that her her husband, my stepfather, had died in a, a car accident, in a, a truck accident, to be exact, and uh, on I-5 in Northern California. He was doing runs in between Portland and San Francisco. And uh, Martin, uh, my, my mother's husband, was just this amazingly stabilizing figure in the family. You know, where my family's been... <laughs> rather tumultuous like a lot of people's families I'm sure throughout the years and he was this this person that had come in and they'd been married for about five years and things were really going well for them um, so to get this news was just like the earth being taken out from from under you how long after that news did did you realize your mom was gone uh, you know she she tried as hard as she could for it was about a year year and a half um, to, to like push through the grief. And it's one of those things where it's, it's the most difficult thing to watch when you, you love somebody so much and you're watching them try and try to get through something. And, um, yeah, it was about sometime in 2002 when, uh, my sister and my brother and I, uh, came to her house to realize that all of our uh, personal belongings, you know, our sentimental things like picture, picture books and, and, um, assignments that we had done in school when we were little were in a pile in the garage and uh, she was gone with no forwarding address and we didn't know where she was. So 
that happens and and how much time after that for you? I mean, when did, did panic set in right away? Were you panicked? Was it soon after? Yeah. I mean, I would describe like the first, the first thing was just this overwhelming sense of shock, just not knowing what, you know, if it was real or what, what was going on and, and that, that shock up, you know, and like in any case, it leads to this inaction. You just, it's just so, such a large thing that you don't even know how to address it. You know, I've had the, the few people that I've talked to over the years understand, but I can understand somebody on the outside would be like, well, why didn't you just go try to find her? Well, it was just, just this overwhelming thing. You start to think about what, what could have caused it, the, the past, or, or where could they be? Are they okay? And just the questions pile up and, and time just flies. Did, with you and your siblings, did you, did one of you, were there different reactions to this? Were there different, were you, were, were you all kind of on the same page as far as what you thought? Yeah, I mean, I'm very close with my my brother and my my sister, and uh, and we would talk about it. But you know, like everybody, you have your own personal way of of dealing with it, you know. And I think it was I was thinking it was particularly hard for my my younger brother to deal with because he was very close with my mother and younger than me, and still living in the the house at the time. And you're still grieving the loss of your your stepfather too, right? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it was just you know, and it's. It sounds like a, a tangential thing to say, but this was right before nine eleven. So at the the exact time that that Martin died, nine um, eleven happened, and the world just seemed to be turning upside down. And then shortly after that, my mother disappeared. No, I mean I understand. Like my father passed about almost a year to the day before nine eleven, and I remember I was starting to. I was starting to get through the weeds and start to see see for it, and then the whole world seemed to be collapsing in front of our eyes and yeah it was like this symbol like i could watch it on television like watching the the towers fall and they played them on on, an ending repeat and it wasn't you know all political concerns aside and what it means for the bigger picture just seeing that image um over and over was you know it just fed into the the grief and the heaviness of the situation and getting ahead a little bit it it it's interesting. I have a son who's uh, old enough to have a conversation with, but yeah. too young. He wasn't born when that. It's same. Same. It, it's insane to me that there's people born who can have a have a, a conversation with me and not know about that day, and then the impact it had with people even dealing with grief and dealing with loss. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You, you can feel that loss in the air. You can feel. You can feel grief. You know. We'll talk about more about the record and how it related to to the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, in a sec, you want to play another song from it? Can you yeah. tell us which song you're going to play? Yeah, this one's called uh, You Can Come To Me. Times are shot. Wake up now to what you are and what you're not. You can run, 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 but you can't escape. Taste it sharp like mustard seed. Finding out that what you want's not what you need. Talk, 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 but the words are clear. 
straight edge line curves and obscures all that you see. When you show shots, I KEXP. Brandon from the Helio Sequence here on the morning show talking for the first time about the album that celebrated its 10th birthday recently and uh, what inspired that. And uh, it's really interesting, too. You talk about being vulnerable and talking about this, which you're doing. Absolutely. And then you're playing them stripped down, which is already vulnerable as well. Where are you in your life where you, you're able to talk about this? Have you? Is It can't just be the anniversary of the album. That That doesn't seem to be enough. Um, no, it's, um, I mean, honestly, I think what has finally made me feel like I've, um, been able to come out and talk about this is that my mother, uh, came back to Portland just a little over a year ago and, uh, and I've been in contact with her, but there's something hugely psychological about, you know, com- psychologically comforting about having her so close and seeing her again in person, not just speaking over the phone and, and having all of the the grief and the sadness um um you know and not even knowing whether to mourn because she was missing for so long washed away and just feeling that love again and and seeing her can you tell me about reconnecting with her for the first time yeah it was um it was in 2007 when um i'd been trying to search for her through some internet search services and it was a little different than it is now. I feel like now you can type in someone's name, something comes up within four seconds that tells you here's where everybody's lived and where they currently are and what they're eating for dinner. <laughs> but but this was, I, I tried three or four of them and I got nothing until 2007 when I um, 
I found out that she was living in Vegas. And uh, I tried calling this number to no avail, no answer. Um, and Benjamin and I went on this tour, and it was really getting to me. I remember my wife saying, you know, you, I hope you figure this out because I can tell this is really affecting you. And uh, we were wrapping up a tour, and we were coming over the, uh, the mountains into San Diego. It's like, like the really beautiful desert with all the rocks and... Uh, one of my favorite landscapes in the in the world, actually. And I got a call, an unlisted call from, from Vegas. And uh, I told Benjamin we have to pull over the van and um, stopped on the side of the road. And I knew, I knew it was her to get, to get that call. How long had it been since you talked to your mom? It had been about six years. So six years, mm-hmm. you're on of, the side of the road. Of not knowing. And what did she say? You know, looking back, it was a really uneventful conversation it was just like hi h- how are you doing are you okay yeah um what have you been up to <laughs> kind of a thing and uh you know and I told her that that you know how much it, it meant to me to reconnect with her and how much she means to me at that time um but it was so overwhelming like <laughs> the memory of what we said is is totally sure. overshadowed by the fact that I remember standing on that road pacing around the van at the top of that mountain and just the feeling of this weight being lifted she was alive i mean yeah and and you heard her voice yeah yeah which is is i count myself as absolutely lucky because in those six years when somebody's missing and and you're living in this unknown for so long you uh, you don't even have the closure or know to, to mourn necessarily or if the grief is justified you know or if it's just your inaction of not being able to go out and find them there are all these questions that you're just in limbo and um uh, it was an amazing thing to have some sort of, um, I wouldn't say closure, but some sort of um, unity on that. Do you think one of the reasons to not talk about it too is y- you knew somewhere you would have to, um, you would have to sort of console the person you're talking to or, or try to give them answers you don't have. Because it's one thing if your mom had died. Right. And it's another when you, it's a very unique situation where your mom has disappeared. Right, right. And and you bring up a really interesting word, answers. You know, I feel like so many of us are are looking to define things and looking for answers, especially in relationships that get complicated. And, um, you know, one of the things that I've I've really learned from this is that life is so complicated, sometimes there aren't cut and dry answers, you know, and uh, it's, you know, the, the, some people I've told like, well, why didn't you ask what, what happened or, or why, why this or, or why that, or what have you been doing? And you just sort of realize, you know, like you don't have this, uh, you don't necessarily have to have answers, you know, and, and, um, and you can guess them for yourself. Like, honestly, sometimes life just gets too overwhelming yeah. and you can't be somewhere. And, uh, even for it, parents. And I think we forget that uh, yeah. just cause they're parents doesn't mean that they don't they don't have breakdowns. They don't miss the, the, the love of their life who died yeah. and need time away. It's just unfortunate for those who, who were left behind. Yeah. It puts you in a different role as a, as a son. It puts you in this, this adult role where you're looking at, you know, the person who has been your, your parent for your entire life as like with this huge amount of empathy thinking like, well, I, you know, I've been hacking my way through adulthood for a few years now. <laughs> I know how overwhelming it can get. And you know, you just understand. Yeah, you don't get some answers. <laughs> I've learned you get more questions, right. not more answers. At least that's been my experience. Can you talk about channeling then into this record? Like how, so was this, this is when she's missing, clearly. 
Yeah. This record is written, right? Right. And in that sense, you know, so many of the songs were, you know, I would say, I would use the word a search for her, but it's, you know, as much a search for somebody literally as it's a search through your own feelings about that. And uh, when I write, I can't sit down, especially lyrics really, and, and decide I'm going to write a song for somebody or about something. The worst things come out at that point. It's like the most <laughs> vapid stuff I've ever done. Um, I find it easier just to literally be on the mic feeling what the chords or the music are saying and writing lyrics on the spot. And this was how all of Keep Your Eyes Ahead was written. And it wasn't until I would write a song after it, I would realize, oh, that's actually, I'm directly addressing that dream that I had the other night um, or or this um, thing that happened in the past with my mother. So it was very like, like you're saying, channeling just the the feelings that are involved in that. And, um, and it was a really important way of learning to write. Well, I mean, it's a brilliant record. I mean, from start to finish. And, and I, I like all that you, you've both done, but, but this one just for me has always been close to perfection for me. And it, and it, again, people use it in different ways. Like for me, keep your eyes ahead is one of the most motivating songs and I'm a runner. So I run to it. And and I feel like when I'm running, I'm running from something as well. (laughs) So I can see where that song even more so. So I think by letting people know, I actually think that may have more meaning for me now. So I think your, your thought and your care of your listeners and, and, and changing the dynamic of that record, I think is maybe a good thing. Maybe people can plug it into other things going on in their lives. Yeah. And it doesn't, you know, my story doesn't in any way negate what the, uh, the record is about. (laughs) <laughs> to to anybody else and um you know i mean honestly one song is about many things you know lately the song you can frame it in the the you know the, like my my mother disappearing and and this whole idea literally if you want but that was actually written after benjamin had gone through a really bad breakup and i was going through all this this grief as well or trying to figure things out and he had to leave the studio early one day and i sat down and the song just came out so you're always writing you're writing for somebody always Next song is uh, Can't Say No. Can you talk a little bit about uh, about this song? Yeah, this um, this was one of the songs that came about through stream of consciousness writing. I had actually had a journal that I pulled out from high school and I found really? these lyrics in them and I re-jumbled them around and, and uh, uh, turned them into the lyrics for Can't Say No. Yeah. This one's in drop C. Let me just make sure it sounds beautiful for everybody here. That'll work. All right, here we go. Can't say no. Captivate, cultivate, relegate, and chalk it up to the basic needs. Disobey, isolate, these days you can run or believe all that you read But all the kids with the download brainwaves Holding up a sign saying guns kill God saves All in the form of the faceless newscast Commercials it's a little world but die fast Say no. Calculate, 
from the Healy sequence here on Listener Powered KEXP. You know, if you'd asked me about that song before you sat down, I'd say, that is one of the catchiest songs I know. Now, if you ask me, I'd say, that is one of the prettiest songs. Oh, uh, thanks. Yeah, that was... The lyrics are, uh, by by stripping it down like that, you really do hear those lyrics. And by the way, your high school journal, a lot different than mine. <laughs> well, there's some really bad stuff <laughs> Yeah, in but that's too. good. <laughs> I just said, well, never put that in a song. <laughs> I mean, you must have found some... Tell me you found really bad poetry. Uh, oh, Yes. <laughs> There's been lots of bad poetry. Okay, I feel better. <laughs> feel much better. Brandon, talk, you talked about um, what inspired this record. Can you can you talk a little bit about what inspired the uh, the tenth anniversary and what Sub Pop's doing? Yeah, I mean, it kind of it, it just came upon Benjamin and I um, earlier this year. We were um, we were asked to do a show in Portland and thought, well, we should do something special. And uh, at that point, we realized, well, it's been ten years since Keep Your Eyes Ahead came out. What if we just play it from beginning to to end and uh and we did it and it went over really well and uh, as then we we had some talks with our friends at sub pop and said hey would you be would you be up for putting this out again and and amazingly they were like yeah let's <laughs> let's do this and here it is the uh, the deluxe edition and talk what's in there it's final it's outtakes I'm, it is I'm yeah we, we had a chance to like go through all of our archives and we're always writing stuff that that does not make records and we had 29 um songs that didn't make it wow. to keep as ahead from that era and it was it was a long time between 2005 and seven and seven ish that we were writing and uh and we sent them to 
to our friend Tony at Sub Pop and we're kind of like, can you help us make sense of this? What do you think should go on the record? And, and it was really helpful. He helped us narrow it down to 11 songs and we did some remixing and, and had a chance to revisit and remaster stuff and, and uh, get it in shape to show the world some of the stuff. Well, how are you doing? You, you, you're, you're, revi- you're revisiting the story mm-hmm. um, in your head and, and, and now publicly about your mother disappearing you're going back to those times and hearing those outtakes. And um, are you connected to your mom currently? You said you she lives yeah. close. She how, yeah. how is she? She's doing well. She's doing really well. And and uh, she just lives a few miles from from where I live. And the amazing thing is that to me is that she's been able to reconnect with our family and and see my daughters. My daughters are seven and ten, which yeah. means a lot to me. They were my my oldest one now was born um, in two thousand eight. So right right around the time that. I made contact with my mother again. And so they get to meet grandma and... Yeah, yeah, and it's an amazing thing. Well, good for you for continuing that relationship and, and having her in your life. And, and you're doing your... You must be in a good place, at least, to be able to talk about it and, and to put this record out and revisit that, I would assume. Yeah, you know, and, and it means a lot to me to come um, speak with you personally because I, I've been thinking, you know, oh, I really want to share this with people because I feel like... Th- People have shared so much with me over the years, you know, on tour. I've, I've heard the most intimate things and how the records helped them. And it, it just, it means everything to me because that's what music has helped me do. It's like, I would not be alive if it weren't for music helping me through the difficult times. And it feels very nice to, you know, return that openness. And I feel comfortable being able to, to speak with you about it. You know, you've personally and KEXP been such big supporters of, of Benjamin and I and our music over the years. And it's, it's an honor. Well, you know, the next song you're going to play, I, I, um, I probably, I told you this in an email, but my wife and I, uh, we had gone through some pretty bad divorces. <laughs> we, had, we had our starter marriages. They were great. And, and she, hers first. And when I was starting to go through mine, we were corresponding, we were friends. And she said, you know, what really helped me is, uh, is the helio sequences record. Keep your eyes ahead. It's really been wow. something to help me through. And I know, you know, that record, but you should really listen to Hallelujah. Um, that, that song saved me when I was feeling so low and so alone. And I immediately listened to it differently after that time. Uh, so to hear your story, um, and what inspired this record, I just, uh, you know, of course we're going to have you up to, to talk more about it. So thank you for, for doing that. We appreciate it. Oh, wonderful. And, and it's you. one of my all time favorite songs. Um, so here's Brandon from the, if you're ready, I'm ready. Yeah, I just need to <laughs> I want to get ahead of myself here. Make sure I'm in tune again. <laughs> all this uh we had to i had to retool these songs for acoustics they're all in different keys all right this is hallelujah A drop and we were feeling down Some eyes were looking down at us And those that made the call to judge But when they spoke said not at all The words that came made not a sound Our mouth said not a sound at all But should instead we wrote a book And rearranged the signs and forms To look like something understood Like something we'd seen before And waiting pensive sad and look Up to the 
stars and counting all the suns and all the moons How sad it was that we could not believe Everyone move with ease, everyone move with ease And they said, we all said hallelujah We all said hallelujah Everyone move around with ease Everyone move with ease around And then we all said hallelujah We don't want answers anyway Some eyes were looking down at us and waiting pensive sad and look up to the stars and counting all the suns and all the moons. How sad it was that we could not believe. Everyone move with ease, everyone move with ease. And they said, we all said hallelujah, we all said hallelujah. Everyone move around with ease, everyone fell up to their knees and then we all said hallelujah, we don't we don't want answers anyway We don't want answers anyway Beautiful. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Hallelujah. I'm so happy we're, uh, Kevin, you're recording this, right? We're going to be able to play. <laughs> <laughs> we have to do that one again. <laughs> we're definitely going to play these again, Brandon. These are, these are just beautiful versions of those songs. When, when did you, have you played them? I'm assuming you played them acoustically before, but did you have to do something different? Um, yeah. Well, you know, we had, I've never really done acoustic show in the entire history of our band until, uh, it was like three years ago or okay. something. And, and, uh, we were doing a show at the old church in Portland and they told us it would be far too loud to have the full <laughs> helio experience in there. So in two days we got ready a bunch of acoustic versions and it was interesting because some of the stuff I had written on acoustic guitar and it translated really well and other things like hallelujah, Ben. And wrote off of keyboard loops. Oh. So finding ways to translate that to acoustic was a really interesting and fun thing. Well, thank you for coming up today. I, I really appreciate you sharing your story, and, and I know other people probably do as well. And uh, you're going to tour too, I should mention that, right? We are. There's we leave. shows coming up. Very soon. It starts November 14th at the chapel in San Francisco and ends where I was just having a drink two weekends ago at the Doug Fur uh, on December 14th in Portland, Oregon, your hometown. And um, anything we should know about the, the tour or? Yeah, we're really, we're actually really happy to end it in Portland. We yeah. very rarely are able to do that. So it'll be a nice homecoming. Very nice. All right. Look for the, uh, the new reissue of Keep Your Eyes Ahead. And uh, thank you again, Brandon, for coming up. Thank you for having me. And we're going to play the title track as well. I know that one didn't that one's a hard, that would be a hard uh, one to yeah, do acoustically, the, right? I'd be, I'd be banging on guitar too much, I think. To <laughs> All right, we're going to leave. Stomping my feet. <laughs> exactly. Keep your eyes ahead. This is listener-powered KEXP in Seattle. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening and supporting KEXP.